Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 42 of the Adventure Games Podcast. I am, as always, joined by my lovely co-hosts, Thomas and Laura. Hello, guys. How are you today? Hello. Hi. Hello. Well, it's great that you are here with me again. And it is cold outside now. Apparently, it's colder, at least in Dublin, colder than Iceland and colder than... Canada, I believe. Oh, Speaking wow. of Canada, remember when I was there in Canada? A few, did I mention that? Yes, no. we all remember. <laughs> we all remember. Well, well, one thing that I didn't mention was when I was there, I wanted to try, you know, local produce from Canada. So I had some Canadian ginger ale. And now when I had the Canadian ginger ale, I really liked it. And I drank so much of it that you could say that I drank Canada dry. Yeah. Get it? Because Canada Dry is the name of the ginger ale. Anyway, we should Should've, probably move on. Is there, is there a joke in there somewhere? Or? Okay. For, I think for, that we're lied on us knowing too much about Canada's ginger what, ale. What are, I'm sure some people listening are laughing. Uh, what I'm going to do is add a laugh track to make it sound like we're in front of a live audience. <laughs> yeah, don't give up the day job. Yes, I'm still working on becoming a comedian. So, uh, anyway, we should probably move on. We've a lot to talk about, um, so we can start with the news then, because there is quite a bit of news as well, quite a bit of things happening, and we are at that time of year again, the end of the year, which means that now there are awards for some games. So. Uh, is there any particular game that you would like to talk about? Or Laura, is there any game yeah. that... Well, just recently, so... Yeah, so uh, the Writers Guild Awards uh, has come out, this sh- a short list. Um, uh, it's normally, obviously, it mainly focuses on things like TV series and, and plays, but it covers all forms of writing. So it also, uh, which I think is really cool, they also have a category for best writing in a video game. Uh, And there's three nominees. um, And they're pretty much all kind of, they're slightly different in the way they're told, but they're they're all adventure games in one way or another. And so we've got Heaven's Vault. uh, John Ingold's up for that one. Uh, (laughs) uh, Over the Alps. Again, John Ingold, uh, Catherine Neal and Nick Bush. And then Telling Lies, which is, of course, Sam Barlow and Amelia Gray. Um, I'll be intrigued as to who, you know, which game gets that. I've I've played all of them in some kind of form. Telling Lies in Heaven's Vault completely and Over the Alps I played at Adventure X last year. Um, I, 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 in my own, I'd probably pick Heaven's Vault myself, but um, I don't know. I think it's quite a close call because they they tell their stories in such different ways i'd be really intrigued what gets it to be honest but yeah that would be interesting to find out yeah they they're all very different types of adventure games as you mentioned i also played over the alps last year adventure x as i mentioned before that time i was very very sleep deprived <laughs> but from what i remember i really enjoyed it as well and i believe it is out on apple arcade and 
Uh, John Ingold, I think, helped the developers with the writing of the game. He came in and helped improve the game as well. So, yeah, he's nominated for two games, for Heaven's Vault and Over the Alps. And Catherine Neal, I believe she worked on Astrologaster as well. Oh, yes, she did, so, yeah. Yes. So that's another game that I have to play as well. And uh, Telling Lies, I know that you spoke about that game uh, a few months ago now at this stage. Oh, yes. So, yeah, I mean... It's probably going to be Heaven's Vault, isn't it? That's probably the, <laughs> the game. Sure. I so, but you never know. I've, you I've never not know, played but... the other two games. I've not heard of the other two games, but my my vote goes to Heaven's Vault. <laughs> yeah, we know what you think, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> this seems to be like, the, for me, the Broken Sword rule that I need to mention Broken Sword in every episode of the podcast. Uh, and now, you just did. Exactly, I just did. And now you seem to have to mention Heaven's Vault in every episode <laughs> to yeah, remind everyone. It's the new gold standard, so. Yeah, well, I will be talking about it a little bit because... Uh, spoiler alert, I finished it, finally, after 22 Good. hours. And we can finally talk about it, because I'm going to talk about it a bit now, because okay. uh, Digital Spy has uh, uh, published a list of the best indie games of 2019, and it's a very good list if you're into adventure and narrative gaming. Uh, Heaven's Fall tops the list here, um, uh, but it's not definitely not the only... Uh, the only adventure game on there. There is a visual novel called Eliza, or Eliza. I, I guess it's Eliza. Um, there you spoke is, about this before. <laughs> uh, El- Elsinore. Yeah, uh, that was which, at Adventure X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was at Adventure I got that game. I haven't played it yet, but I, I really want to play that one. Um, After Hours is on there. We played that at Adventure X as well. Uh, very, very good, uh, impressive uh, little game. Uh, rightfully on this list. Um, the other one is Mutazione, which is uh, a, a title I have, was not aware of. Um, there is also Kind Words. Uh, yeah, that looks interesting. It looks also very interesting. And there are a few other non-adventure games on there uh, called uh, Slade Aspire, Lion Killer, and uh, Sayonara Wild Hearts. So uh, it's good to see that many narrative games, adventure games, uh, getting recognition for the the, the good work they do. And it also proves that basically that indie games is the place to be now for our uh, our genre. Yeah, no, definitely, absolutely. No, some really great looking games there. It's. uh... It's incredible that Heaven's Vault is an indie game because it's so, so ambitious and such has such a huge scope. But all good. They all look really good there as well. I have to play Elsinore as well. And I believe... Well, well, yeah. yeah, indie just means independently published. So sure. technically, technically yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, Mar- the Marvel movies are all indie films. <laughs> <laughs> technically. Yeah, <laughs> technically they are indies. <laughs> very expensive indies. But <laughs> very, very profitable indies too. As well. But uh, yeah, um, uh, Heaven's Fault is, is, for instance, looks like a AAA game. As, uh, absolutely. Plays like a AAA game. So, mm-hmm. And I hope... Uh, because, uh, as I understand, um, Jedi Fallen Order has uh, is doing very well, both critically and commercially. So I hope that more uh, big studios will get into uh, more narratively driven games, uh, whether they be 
like uh, Uncharted-like games or mm-hmm. games like uh, adventure games. I, I really, there is definitely a market for that. So mm-hmm. I hope uh, I hope more studios will, uh, uh, more publishers will will get into that. Yeah, Agreed. definitely. Uh, hopefully, we can only see now. About After Hours, which we spoke about on our Adventure X special. Now, we did have uh, someone, I can't remember the name, I do apologize, who wrote in to us, actually made a comment on the website that said that the the character in the game, that she has multiple uh, personality disorder, that we mentioned, I think it was bipolar, but they said actually it's multiple, uh, uh, what did I mention, personality disorder, or borderline personality disorder. Really, so, I, th- I, I, I thought, Definitely that it was borderline because that's what I talked about with the guy who was showcasing oh, it. Oh, okay. Well, that's but just what maybe it, it, it doesn't uh, yeah, really affect the it, game that I think the game yeah. still has the same effect. Uh, mm. So, yeah. yeah, no, here is mentioned is borderline personality disorder. So, no, I just wanted okay. to make sure that uh, we got, you know, that we were okay, as correct as possible uh, with that. But uh, yeah, so you can check. I would include uh, this link to on the show notes because quite a few good looking games there as well. And um, now also wanted to mention that another game, Telltale's The Walking Dead, the four seasons now, this game has been named as one of the best and most influential games of the decade. And so on their website, they have a few snippets of reviews. So Polygon named it in their 100 best games of the decade. Edge at UK have it as game for the decade, and uh, the Lad Bible has it as one of the greatest games of the decade. And I think whatever your thoughts on The Walking Dead, as you know, that uh, now I personally overall love those games, but I know some people weren't so happy with them. But I think there was no doubting that they are probably one of the most influential games, at least adventure games, that they really did uh, give a kick up the backside to the genre that it needed, and it got more people. Yeah. It's also uh, appealed to uh, many people because it appealed to people who love the TV show, and Mm -hmm. it's it's a really easy game to get into. It's it's cross uh, platform, so it's not just mobile. Because let's face it, most uh, adventure games are still on PC first, uh, even though consoles are are especially Switch are are catching up. But it it was easy to play on consoles. It looked very very good, and. Yeah, it, it, it appealed so to so many different kinds of people that it was the perfect uh, uh, game to get into the genre for, for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. And then also, it's, uh, it's not multiplayer, but it's one of those games where groups of people could play or more than one person could play. Like a person, other people could be telling you what choices to make in the game. And it yeah. could be a group, uh, you know, activity. So, because uh, it plays like an interactive TV show. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and I think that was part of its appeal as well, that it's kind of like, um, I think one of the articles mentioned, it's sort of like a, a playable movie, really, uh, because it was so cinematic and those choices that you made, you know, really felt like you were actually making a choice. I think later on in the series, people started to realize maybe you weren't making as much of a choice. You know, I think it felt so revolutionary at the beginning. And then people realized, you know, there's still a long way to go. You can still make even more choices and you know, perhaps it's not as, you know, uh, sort of amazing as we first thought. But I think that first one especially was just that having to make those 
uh, sort of moral decisions. Yeah, literal life or death choices. And yeah. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes death or death choices. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no good choice. <laughs> yeah. well, what are you gonna do? That's just really good, and you see the effects of that still in in many of the of the more modern games now. So yeah, the, of- the, the fact that people were willing to resurrect the studio just so they were able to finish the last chapter says enough about the mm-hmm. love that this uh, this franchise gets. Uh, I guess it's, so it's mm-hmm. unfortunate that you know obviously they it did have to close in the first place, and I suppose it, it it's a new studio, isn't it? That's that's taking it up. But I think you're right that um, hopefully they can do it justice still. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think uh, even though it's a business, uh, it's a business full of passionate people, and uh, they are determined to finish the story they started. Oh, they have finished, I think. Yeah, they have finished it. I'm not entirely. I I still have to play season four again. I hope to play it this month, December. It Uh, was one of the one of the few games that got me that I that got me playing on my PlayStation. Uh, I actually uh, because uh, yeah, um, it's easier with a controller actually than it is on a pc okay well it, it got me that was the first uh part of the walking dead that i uh that i played that i was, got involved with because i played the walking dead game first and then i read the comics and then i watched the tv series and honestly i think despite some of the issues maybe the later games had i still think the writing in the games are better than the tv series certainly later or <laughs> maybe season nine and ten walking that are better but certainly season six to eight were not very good i think most people would agree um but the, the narrative the writing in the game in all seasons of the walking that i think has always been stellar because i've always cared about the characters and we see clementine going on her journey as well so i'm looking forward to playing season four now which i can hopefully do before christmas um but yeah so that has been nicknamed one of the games of the decade and uh finally in dwarves uh, or poll news uh the developer of captain d so this developer he organized a scab comedy bundle which i mentioned which we mentioned a few weeks ago uh he's now organized a poll to decide which is the best adventure game series of all time as voted by the public, by the fans. Mm. So this is really, really interesting. I really like what he's done. So he's organized kind of like a tournament, so like a Champions League style. And if you don't know what Champions League is, basically there are different groups of four teams or four series in this case. And you have to vote for which... Thank you. <laughs> that wasn't I pretty was aware. Not for you, but anybody <laughs> listening, <laughs> anybody, anybody listening who might not know what Champions League it's real. <laughs> it's real football. <laughs> um, it's uh, yeah, not Gaelic football, not Irish football. <laughs> Definitely not American football. <laughs> uh, where was it? Oh yeah, so they have uh, don't know how how many groups of four teams, or in this case four series, and so the public it's for have to vote for which series they think is the best of those four series. Then the winners of that group will go through to the quarterfinals. The runners up will go in through to another group. And then the winners of those two playoff groups will also qualify to the quarterfinals. And then it will continue them until the final. So now Captain D has explained this visually as well on his Twitter page, which I think might be handier for people. Um, but it's really, it's really interesting. Exactly. And it's, it's a lot of fun and some shocks already. Uh, ben Jordan has already qualified. So that's Francisco Gonzalez's first game series. Uh, and it's completely free. 
And uh, now also series here is any games that have four or more games. So uh, so not two or three games, just four games. So, But some shocks as well. So uh, no Gabriel Knight? No, because that's three games. So, yeah. Three games is quite a lot for a for True, a, that, that, for would a title. Be, that would be more trilogy, uh, I believe. So that's why they've included series. So uh, what developer Captain D wanted is uh, four games or more. Um, but the Blackwell series has been knocked out. It was in the same group as, I believe, Simon the Sorcerer, Leisure Suit Larry, and Quest for Glory. So that's a hell of a group. Oh, that's the group of death. Yeah, right Quest, for, Quest, for, <laughs> Quest for Glory won. It had a late surge to win. Mm-hmm. And Leisure Suit Larry came second, so they're still winning the chance. And uh, now I believe... Wait, are there this... more than three Simon the Sorcerer games? Uh, yes, actually. I think there's 3D. And then there are later ones by a German studio. Uh, I haven't oh, played them. Okay. Okay, I wasn't aware of that. So who, who's in the who's in the uh, final now, or wh- where are we up to? Well, we're still it. in the group stage. I think we've done the first three groups at time recording. So Ben, I don't have it in front of me, so this is going mm. by memory. Uh, there so is ben... there is a reason the World Cup lasts a month, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like a World Cup. It lasts uh, for about a month as well, forty-two wow, days, okay. because each group Gosh. the voting is open for two days. So I think. Uh, ben Jordan came first. I forget who came second in that group. Then oh, we can check Quest. it out. You say it's on his Twitter. Exactly. I'll include links to the Twitter. And then in this group, is really interesting, there is Red Commander, which <laughs> none of us have heard of, I don't think. No, There's so Space, no, not really. Space Quest, Broken Sword, and Monkey Island. So again, this I've never is heard the of best... that. No, Monkey Island, Broken Sword, Broken what? No idea. What's that? And uh, now this is for the best series. A time recording, it looks like Monkey Island will win easily because that seems to have been voted as the best series. So, and Broken Sword is second. And Space Mm -hmm. Quest could be out. Sorry, Space Quest fans. And Red Red Commander, unfortunately, a time recording has 0%. (laughs) But again, that's because I don't think many people know about it. I am very curious about that game now. Yeah, me too. I think so, we should encourage all podcast listeners to vote for Red Commander to see who's uh, listening. It, I don't think it will be available. I think the voting for that group will be finished now, uh, uh, unfortunately. But well, what's the yeah. next group then? I do not know. I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, okay. Check it out on his Twitter. Yeah, you can check it out on his Twitter. Uh, oh, wait. No, I have it here. So then group E, which is the Ponia, Mist, Rem, and Tex Murphy. Um Ooh. And then there's Group F, which is Dracula, Nancy Drew, Salmon Max, and Zork. Probably the last two, the last, yeah, the second right. group. Max, yeah, although I think Salmon Max could. I think yeah. that could. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it depends on who votes as well. Yeah, but, if you've um, got your LucasArts fans, then that's going straight to the top, isn't it? But it depends, like you say. Exactly. So currently Sierra's doing well. Now, I know they did make a lot of series. So if you want your favorite adventure game series to win, then go and vote. Basically, what I'm saying is register to vote. That is the only thing you need to register to vote for at the adventure game series. <laughs> what's, right? the, what's the Twitter handle? <laughs> Moving on. Uh, it is at Indie Game News. Right. Okay. okay. Uh, cool. I'm double checking. Yes. At, no. At Indie Game News 1. And it's right. Captain D. I don't know his real name, unfortunately, because he just have Captain it's D. Captain D. But he's developed, and I've heard you can check out, he also has a bundle of his own game, Captain Disaster. And he's also written two short ebooks about the game, you know, set in that universe. And I believe he has a few audiobooks, and he's included all of those in a bundle for something like 
pounds or eight euros or eight dollars or something. It's it's not expensive. So, and I've heard good things about Captain Disaster as well, the game. So I think I have that one. Really, I do as well. I need to check it out. I I, I am. Yeah, there are so many good games coming out that I have a hard time mm. catching up on my backlog. So, so, uh, cool. yeah. So that is the the poll and awards news. Um, now we have some games that have been released. Uh, there is a Kickstarter as well that has just been funded. So, Laura, do you want to uh, talk? talk about this yes indeed i can well i can just mention it it's actually just happened now um on the day we're recording uh but yeah justin whack and the big time hack um hooray it's been funded it's yes. it's, it's made it it was touch and go I think, it was very close <laughs> but actually near the end it really wasn't it uh, got a big actually, surge yeah. yeah it did and ron gilbert is a backer i think revolution uh i don't know if they're backers but they certainly been promoting it as well and quite a few people have been promoting it it as we've mentioned it looks really good and i hope the full game can be good as well and i also have an interview to developer pontus wittenmark with yeah i think that's his name right it is yeah <laughs> it still uh, is it's not <laughs> that difficult got over uh, about a thousand pounds over its uh well. uh mark which is you know good especially considering you know it's it's tough to kick out these things sometimes you know that's a lot of money it, mm-hmm. it got it got about 20 21 pounds nice. um looks really know what good that is in euros but um yeah it looks really good i mean we've spoken about it a lot on the podcast but 20, pounds in euros is uh uh do we take brexit into account because then it's about 100 euros we, don't, we never do <laughs> Uh, <laughs> twenty-one and a half thousand pounds. So yeah, yeah well done, nice. Pontus. Nice, congratulations, well, Pontus. Pontus. Yeah, looking forward to the game now. So uh, get to work. Now you can he can relax for maybe a little bit. But, uh, but he, gets, he gets to celebrate this uh, this this yeah. achievement, and then, uh, then we'll whip to him work. to get back to work because we <laughs> yeah. want to play that game uh, We're next. We're all backers. So. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, looking forward to that. Uh, so. Uh, another game that has just been released to well the day this episode goes online. Hi, let's see if I can get the name right. Feria Dahl. No. Feria Dahl. That's quite. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> for you, for you, that was quite good. <laughs> and I studied French. I should, <laughs> but apparently still have problems pronouncing it. So I don't know. Yeah, so that that right. game. That game that Laura pronounced, uh, Feria de Arl, <laughs> uh, that is released now that uh, Tom Simpson, the developer, he announced just a few days ago that, hey, this game is being released just this Friday. So I was like, wait, what? And um, it, it looks really good. Again, it looks like a throwback to the early LucasArts games. Now, he showed me a, a sneak preview of the game at Adventure X, and it looked really, really good. There were some really nice animations uh, now it's uh, it does reference obviously M- Monkey Island because in this game, well you play as a young girl called Molly and you want to become a matador, but then to enter to become a matador you need to complete three trials, and um, so I think I spoke about it on our Adventure X episode and also okay. on our Patreon. I also uploaded my interview with him at Adventure X, so you can hear more from the developer Tom Simpson uh, on Patreon. And so I also spoke with the developers of Elsinore, which we mentioned as well, which is also on Patreon. 
But this game, it's out now at a time you listen to this podcast, probably. And it looks really, really good. So you have to, as I mentioned, try and become a famous matador. It looks really, as you say, it looks really amazing. Like the animation is, is really beautiful. It looks like Dave the Tentacle. It does. Uh, That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. No, it uh, has pixel art animation and also there's additional writing by Alastair Beckett King, who made Nelly Kutalot and is one of the co organizers of Adventure X and professional and a very, comedian. Very, very funny guy. Yeah. yeah. Really funny guy. So we know the dialogue is going to be good. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so that is Feria Darl. <laughs> well done. Well, Trisha, you mentioned that you had recorded several interviews that our Patreons can listen to, but maybe you should also explain how they become a Patreon of the Adventure Game Podcast. Yes. Well, to become a Patreon of the podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Adventure Games Podcast. And there are two tiers. You can... Uh, you can subscribe for $1 per month or $5 a month. Now, there we've gone to the reasons why. Now, again, these regular episodes will still be free. I need to mention that. I need to say that as well. But you get some extra content, <laughs> such as uh, you know these interviews that I mentioned at AdventureX and in the future at other uh, conferences that uh, any of the three of us would go to. And in the future as well, probably from 2020, well, we will have extra episodes such as spoiler specials, including a spoiler special of Whispers of the Machine uh, with the developer yeah, of Whispers of the Machine. I still need to play that. Uh, yes. And then we also will be doing uh, uh, spoiler specials ourselves, which will probably include with, uh, Heaven's Vault. Imagine the three of us have played that. And uh, other games as well that the three of us have played. So, um, so again, any any support will be will be very very grateful. It will help ensure the podcast continues because uh, it costs it costs money to keep the podcast running. But uh, also, you can show your support if you wish. Um, that would be great as well. But as I said, the regular episodes every week will still be free as well. So, yeah. Um, so. Highly appreciate it if you want to support Definitely. us like that, yeah. so we can keep really making uh, making content for you and maybe do some special content as well. So yeah, yeah. Laura Laura needs to quickly get on Whispers of a Machine, mm-hmm. so we can. Uh... I'll, I'll get it this week, guys. I'll get it now that I've got a new laptop that can run things. <laughs> that can play games. <laughs> I can actually play board and text adventures. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I got into all of this. I just couldn't play anything else. <laughs> oh, that, that actually happened to me a few years ago. The only games I could play on my laptop were very old games, and that's that's how I played like Sierra Net, games. Or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I couldn't play any new games at the time, so I could. I, I was playing, you know, Police Quest and Space Quest, which I'm really happy I did. But um, but yeah. So uh, so yeah. So then, so we mentioned Feria the the Earl. Um, and Laura, there's another game that has been released uh, yes. that you got a chance to play at Gamescom. That's right, Lost Ember, uh, which, as you said, I took a sneaky peek of when I was uh, at Gamescom, which is a really cool idea. It's it's kind of a bit more of a platforming game, but it does have adventure elements as well. And it's basically the idea you're uh, you can sort of switch on the fly between um, uh, different animals, basically, and it's kind of about um learning to use those animals in particular ways so i i for example you can i i quite enjoyed um when i was playing uh being able to switch between um 
uh, a wolf and then you on the fly you switch into you know like a, a a bird and then you fly along and it's very fluid the motion you can do it and uh, moon eye studios the developers at the time told me there's going to be about 15 different animals you can switch between and there's sort of puzzles related to those creatures um yeah and the concept is it, it's to do with reincarnation and um you're in this world basically you're only reincarnate reincarnated as an animal if you've done something wrong um so uh the, it's about this human they're reborn as a wolf and they have to kind of discover you know reignite these old memories they have and discover what's happened and they discover a kind of forgotten culture along the way so it's got it's kind of quite spiritual but yeah i mean i to be honest i just enjoyed with the tap of a button you get to switch between all these animals um really nicely animated as well really beautiful all in that sort of 3d uh, and moves really so yeah that, that um if you're into slightly more kind of platforming elements with your adventure games check it out i think it's as you say out on pc xbox and playstation 4 yeah cool so that's out now and if you want to play as an animal or different animals then you can check this game out. It it does look beautiful, and it did yeah, catch yeah. my eye. So uh, maybe I'll have a chance to check it out. Maybe we'll we'll see. But it looks really, really, really nice. So that is Lost Ember, which is out on Steam. And now the final before we get to the news or no the reviews rather. The final game I want to talk about is To the Moon Three. So Freebird Games have released a trailer for To the Moon Three, which is called Imposter Syndrome. So, have you guys played To The Moon 1? No, I don't. Unfortunately not. No, I didn't. I would highly recommend that you do. So, okay, so homework for the two of you for Christmas. Oh, even more? (laughs) It's it's a short enough game. It's a few hours, and it's really, really good. To The Moon, it's, um, you know, you play as these two characters, you know, these two kind of scientists, and these are To The Moon 1. Now, it's not a spoiler. It's happened, you know, at the beginning of the game. You go to a house there is an old man who is dying and his final wish is that he wants to go to the moon so these two characters you have are part of a company that have this technology that you can basically go into his memories change his memories and make him at the very least believe that he had gone to the moon so it's it's a really good game i mean i know some people may have had some issues that puzzles were very easy but the story is for me incredible. It's a very, it's a very emotional and at times very funny game as well. The interaction between the two characters in particular is is really really good. And also the music. Uh, the, the developer Ken Gao, I believe he's I think Japanese Canadian, and he's also a professional musician. And the music, the team is just beautiful. It's really really nice. But yeah, it was one. I played it twice. I played it last year, two years ago again, and I loved it just as much the second time. And as I said, you know, there I did have something in my eye going toward <laughs> the end of the game. It's a really, really good game. And the second game is Forgotten Paradise, which is also really good. And then this game uh, will be released at the end of 2020, so still quite a while. I mean, one year, but uh, definitely. So we have a we have a year to play the previous two then. Yes, and then he's also released uh, okay. for for free, kind of like Christmas specials, like shorter games set in this world with these characters where they're back at the organization. But also he kind of like moves story along a little bit. Again, no, no spoilers, but he does move the story along a little bit uh, in these short games as well. But I would highly recommend the first two Two the Moon games. They're definitely two of my favorite games of the last decade, at least. 
Um, certainly To the Moon, the first one. I would highly recommend it. Uh, so that's To the Moon 3, Imposter Syndrome, the trailer and uh, release date, which is announced. And, uh, okay, so that is it for news. Any other news that you guys want to mention? No, but you're going to put the links to all these articles yes. and trailers. You're going to put them in the show notes, right? Yes, thank you for okay. reminding me. Yes, I will be putting the links to the trailers and the websites uh, and the Twitter poll for, uh, for Captain D, Please. where you can vote on what your favorite adventure game series is. So don't, don't complain that if you say, oh, but my favorite game didn't win. Well, you could have voted. So, um, so yes. So now we can go on to reviews. So we've had quite, quite a bit of reviews as well. Uh, so now, uh, last, last review episode, we mentioned political games. And now we're probably going to mention some games that had religion. So we're going from politics to religion. Well, hey, what, mm. what's the worst that could happen? So it's coming up to Christmas, and it is the time for you know presents, and also it is the time that Jesus was born. So, Thomas, have you found the secrets of Jesus? Can you tell us the secrets of Jesus? Have you found them out? That would be spoilers. <laughs> Aww. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, you so, played this game, um, Secrets of Jesus, I believe, correct? Yes, yes. Uh, I think I, I might be the least religious of us three. <laughs> uh, but I love a good story. So uh, whether, I mean, uh, there's a story is a story. And if it's compelling, I love to play it. So I, uh, I started playing this game. And it's, it's uh, really uh, very... Uh, in gameplay style, very standard uh, point and click adventure. You know, you 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 walk around, you talk to people, you pick up objects, you try to solve puzzles. Uh, you have a goal that you work towards, and in this case, the game is um, uh, says that um, Jesus didn't die on the cross and got resurrected, but he got rescued by his friends, and they are they're keeping that myth so he can escape to a different country and and live out his life. So what you want to do is you want to escape the, the area you're in. You want to escape with Mary and uh, you, yeah, you're working towards that goal. Obviously, this is not going uh, easily. Uh, so you first need to rescue Mary's father who has disappeared. And you have to find out what, what has happened to him. Um, and that's the, the, the start of the game. So that's, that's your first uh, thing. Uh, sorry, this Mary Magdalene that we're talking about, or his mother Mary? No, no, his uh, it's Mary Magdalene. Okay, yeah, it would be weird if his lover was his mother. <laughs> oh, sorry, Although, I didn't hear that. Part. <laughs> weirder, weirder things have happened in religion, but uh, that's not the case here. So, um, obviously, the game is is preachy because Jesus is preachy. He um, he spreads his, his word, but it's also uh, nice that that is incorporated in the game because, you know, one of the adventure game tropes is that you you basically take ev everything that is not tied down. And in this case, it says, nope, thou shall not steal. So you'll need to find a different way of, uh, 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 of getting certain objects by buying or trading or um, uh, helping people so they give it to you. Um, so that's uh, I, I, I like that aspect, you know, that he thought this through. That instead of just grabbing that hammer that you want, you said, no, I can't steal this. This is someone else's. Yeah. So I need to find a way to get that uh, in, in a good way. Um, so you walk around the area. This is, this is ch ch charming graphics. It's, it's very simple. 
um, in, in the graphic style, but it works really well with the, the atmosphere of the game. And I really like the music of the game. It, it gives the it takes place in the first century. Uh, I'm, I'm not 100% sure that the music is a, uh, area appropriate. Uh, are appropriate, but it does feel like that. So there is some uh, yeah. some 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 nice music in there, um, and you be, you just walk around by by looking for the exits, which were not always clear where they were, um, but it wasn't uh, something um, that a bit of searching uh, couldn't help. Um, it does look at lot a lot of aspects of religion with uh, with a wink. For instance, there was this one puzzle at the beginning. Where um, there are two rabbits or hares blocking the road, and Jesus is scared of hares, so he doesn't want to touch them, but he has to get rid of them. So because so then he can go to the to the town and, and, and unlock a new area. Uh, so I'm going to spoil one puzzle here. He mm -hmm. gets rid of them by eating a carrot, and he's allergic to carrots, so he can, he he starts farting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which scares off the rabbits and also causes one of a, causes a bird to fall out of the sky. <laughs> I don't <laughs> remember that in the Bible. No, no. That's, that's not in the Bible now. No, that, was, uh, that was actually uh, also a puzzle I did not see coming. So, uh, actually taking outside the box. <laughs> it, actually, it actually took me a while to, to figure that one out. I can imagine. Uh, that was, uh, that was uh, yeah, that was, that was nice. And he's, um, he tries to be a good person. He tries to, like, he has to, when he's talking to a prostitute, so he's not like, oh, he's, I'm not judging you or anything. He just wants to uh, reach his goal as fast as possible because he doesn't want to die. If the Romans catch him, he's obviously is going to die. Um, now, I also ran into something that did, I didn't like uh, because there is um, uh, there are there were two instances which um, well basically. Uh, touched upon the less savory side of religion. Uh, there was this one conversation I had with a person um, in which Jesus quotes Leviticus and that um, not so fine line about uh, that is used to uh, justify homophobia, uh, which I was actually very surprised because I did not expect this Jesus to think that way mm. uh, so I was I was disappointed by that and there is an, another gay joke later on that after this one did not fall really well with me uh, now I understand that the intention was not to offend or anything the intention here was to show that religion has quite a few bad sides as well I just wish he had chosen a different way of showing that uh, I think this is a missed opportunity um, would I recommend this game if you are a religious person? If you if you like uh, to literally play around with it, because you could call this something like the Bible, the adventure game, uh, the interactive Bible. Yeah, then then I think <laughs> that you'd... sounds quite interesting. I mean, I'm not religious either, but you know, I'd be curious about it. Yeah, well, you, then then you can you can check this out. Uh, mm -hmm. There is some historical value too because the game uh, comes across as as well researched. Uh, I went into a music store and where he was selling several musical instruments, and uh, I got like text about what the instruments are, what they were used for back then. So that was actually pretty interesting. Um, I did not finish the game because um, of those remarks that I ran into that 
just spoiled the appetite for the game for me. So, sure. So, yeah, now, uh, again, just to uh, uh, talk, you know, about what you you mentioned, uh, the developer did get in touch with me because you, you did write the review, we uploaded it, and he read the review. Now, he, he thanked us for the review. Um, now, he also wanted to clarify those comments that you mentioned that uh, he said, first of all, under no circumstance, this doesn't reflect what he thinks in any way whatsoever. He said that he's a Christian, but that he in no way believes this uh, verse from the Bible. But as he mentioned, his intention was to show all aspects of Christianity, you could say maybe religion in general, both the good and the not so good, the less savory parts. And that's what he wanted to demonstrate in this game. Now, as you mentioned, maybe he could have done it a little bit different. I pers- I haven't played the game, just to be very clear. But uh, what I t- think might have been better is, since the game has humorous elements in the game, that I think maybe he could have used this maybe to show maybe just how kind of out of touch at least this for Because there, I think, you know, religious people might agree that there's some kind of problematic parts with the bible i mean there, literally there's a person who god tells to kill his son and i believe there is a verse where it talks about stoning people to death and uh, which the monty python book went out very well in the life of brian but um i think it could as you mentioned it was probably a little bit of a missed opportunity that he could have used it to kind of in a you know respectful way kind of poke fun because he's already using controversial elements in the game like saying that jesus didn't die on the cross and, um, you know, and so I think maybe he could have done it or he could have used it as another character, maybe quoted this verse and made his comment. And then he could have had Jesus maybe arguing against it. And this could be another way to show yeah. uh, G- Jesus was progressive, because as you mentioned, Jesus literally preached to love everybody. You know, he loved, you know, well, he was with the prostitutes there. He, uh, I believe, with, mm. with the lepers as well. So any person who... Uh, society might have not been totally for um, but yeah so certainly the developer wanted to make very very clear that uh, and it's, you know, I think it's important as well not to, even if characters say things in games this doesn't always reflect what developers think because you know, take Gabriel Knight for example Gabriel Knight is a womanizer but again the writer and developer Jane Jensen uh, she's not a womanizer she probably doesn't she, doesn't believe those same things no. so but i think it's important to mention those things as well yeah so. and, and i believe that as well mm-hmm. he, yeah no he's, yeah he seems really he, nice in the interactions he, i've had with him yeah so. he, he made a choice uh, there and um yeah that didn't f- feel well with me so yeah i have to be honest with that it exactly, sounds like yeah. as you say it sounds like it was a well-meaning thought but yeah. it just didn't come across in the right way. Maybe for for I mean, again, I've not played the game, so mm. uh, but from the, the sounds of it, it was it was maybe not quite handled in the right way. Because um, you know, obviously, uh, comedy can include mm-hmm. elements of uh, offence, but often the comedy is to be found in poking fun at that rather mm. than you know yeah. uh, just stating it. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Also, I think it's important to mention as well that this game has worked for quite a few other people. I believe a German publication gave it 85% and gave it overall a very positive review. And on Steam, uh, quite a few people have given it very positive reviews as well. So I think it's important to mention that as well. Well, I think it's, I mean, it does, there are some elements in there that do sound interesting. I mean, I really do mm. like the idea of, you know, 
the thought process behind well he's jesus so he can't steal things i mean that's quite clever yeah. so it's, yeah. it may be just a little bit of a shame about that it's it's element. clear that uh that the, the developer put a lot of uh, thought and a lot of love into this game um but it's just not a game for me i think, I think, that's, I fair think that's fair i think uh but uh, but yeah, I think he made it by himself entirely, which that's is, that's impressive. Which yeah. is itself very impressive. And also, I've seen him as well on forums as well. And he had some pushback from some people on forums before the game was released. You know, you can imagine it's a game about religion in the yeah. Bible. And but he's always reacted very positively. You know, like there were some uh, comments that weren't very nice before the game was released, even. And but. You know, he would have had every right to, you know, I know I probably would have reacted a lot more angrily than he did, but he was always been reacting very positively. And um, so, yeah, I mean, people, if you want to check out Bible point and click adventure game with a wink, which is what you described it. So I don't think the humor goes as far as Monty Python, from what I understand, but there's still no. some humorous elements. <laughs> but yeah, it sounds interesting. I don't know if I'll check it out uh, later myself. So that's the secrets of Jesus. And it's, but it's available on Steam, I believe. It might be available on itch.io, but you can definitely get it on Steam if you wish. So if you like what you hear, then you can check that game out. So uh, thank you, Thomas. So uh, Laura, are you still there? Hello, are you still there? <laughs> Very and, good. Hey, and by coincidence, <laughs> by complete <laughs> coincidence, this is the name of the next game you're going to review. That's, That's completely right. spontaneous, by the way. Wow. <laughs> Gosh, I did not think tell. about this joke for the last, what, week, week and a half? Nope. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, no. uh, I mean, going from the first century to the the two, 2300s, uh, <laughs> this is a game, <laughs> yeah, a bit of a time jump. Uh, it's um, set in the sort of nearish future. You play uh, a man called Carl, who's aboard a space lighthouse called the Bento, um, you're kind of the only human aboard this uh, space um, spaceship and it's sort of a psychological adventure game because it deals with he's got a lot of issues around sort of depression and he's isolated himself there's as the story unravels you find out more about what's happened with his daughter and his wife who he's left behind um, I've written an article a, a review about this for adventure gamers which hopefully will be up uh, by the time this comes out but in it I kind of mention at the beginning at least it sort of reminds me of papers please uh in space in the fact that each day you get up you've got these tasks you've got to complete um that you you it's you and uh in, in the first person and uh, your computer ai pal gorky who's kind of got this sort of sarcastic humor about him and uh, you've got to do all these sort of tasks for the spaceship like um play your space beacon there's like little tunes you have to play on a keyboard you also have to like monitor some constellations send out emails to this corporation and that's kind of, and you get money for doing that and things like that but as you're doing those tasks another kind of story invades what's going on in your sort of everyday life you've been aboard this spaceship for two years and you're a bit resigned to the fact um and yeah you, you get this distress call from another spaceship and it so the story kind of goes in a different way but it's basically um it's got very technical puzzles which i am not very technically minded so i did struggle a little bit at points i have to say very complex puzzles there's a lot of there's a technical manual you have to look through and it's full of sort of quite scientific um diagrams 
and uh, a lot of the time you you can kind of ask the computer what, what am I supposed to be doing now what does it or what does this mean and the computer just says look at the manual and you're like oh no um so, uh, so the puzzles are things like there's you've got this huge dashboard of controls um in your spaceship and it'll be things like you've got to divert the signal of your spaceship to another satellite so some missiles that are coming your way will be diverted to this satellite but you've got to to do that you have to uh, basically find out this key signal and th there's lots of steps you have to do basically there are like these two dice you have to use and um, one die shows if you've got all the numbers in the right order and then other shows if you've got the correct numbers um, so yeah basically quite technical puzzles they're quite enjoyable when you do get them but I think the issue I found with it was the the instructions for the puzzles were sometimes so dense I was a bit like clicking around like what am I supposed to be doing but I don't know, I, I still wanted to get through it because the story was so interesting um, about this guy and, you know, why was he here? Um, I thought it actually portrayed depression in quite a good light. It, well, not a good light, but um, in an interesting light, in a well, well written light. Um, I'll give you like just one example. Um, there's a bit that he has kind of these dream sequences in between him getting up and doing his daily routine uh like where um there's someone sort of talking to him and you get the option they sort of ask you are you okay and there's an option of like you know i'm saying i'm okay and i'm not okay but you're not able to move your mouse to the i'm not okay because he's in denial um so you you have to click the i'm okay so it's just uh, things like that after hours did that as well you know? yeah. yeah yeah it's really interesting it's really well done so yeah i think I, it's about five hours in all it, you know it, i think it actually took me a bit longer because of the puzzles but if you you know really interesting story um and you there is an option if you want to sort of make the puzzles easier as well you can click on that but you know i didn't really want to do that unless i had to um and sometimes doing that just skips the puzzle completely um which i was a bit like oh okay <laughs> i didn't want to do that so i don't I, I it's worth i think it is worth checking out because it's it's really interesting story quite unique um idea and um i you know i was glad I, I stuck with it in the end okay so regarding to puzzles is it one of those games where you need a master's or a phd in mechanical engineering to figure out like yeah, for example, just, mr I'm... river which i know people love those games and i you know but i know when i try to play them i was like oh i don't think i'll be able to get through these i'm not clever enough so uh, I, I have to say, like that. yeah, it's just there's a lot of, you know, you have to reroute signals and you have to look in this manual and it's saying go from the modem to the mainframe to this amplifier. But then you have to get and find an amplifier to amplify it. And then, um, yeah, there's just there's certain puzzles where yeah, the, the diagrams in the in this manual are quite technical um, and sometimes i was just a bit like i don't know what's, what i'm supposed to be doing um but uh i think the bits i did get i was like god i'm a genius because right. <laughs> once you do get them through you're like yes i'm getting this and there's also little side things you can do you can play chess with gorky you have a pet uh lizard which you can uh sort of look after mine died uh Aww. quite quickly but Aww. yeah oh that's uh and so on that note, <laughs> that is... <laughs> Mine died at the end. But yeah, no, I'd say check it out. It's out well, now. Well, that is depressive. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
yeah, maybe that's that was the whole. Yeah, the developers are Ghost Shark, the publisher Iceberg Interactive. I would say check it out. Um, if you want to find out more, it should be up on Adventure Gamers. Hopefully, the review quite soon. But yeah, it's out now. Yeah, I mean, cool. you you had me at uh, Papers Please in space. You know that's yeah. really intriguing for because I I love Papers Please. Um, Papers Please. <laughs> Papers plays. You show words. You show words. That's a new word that I'm just inventing that we only say in Ireland, apparently, or in my or me. <laughs> Papers please. I really, really love that game. And so now, it's, since then, there's been quite a few games that have been trying to imitate that game. There's even one game which I forget the name, but I'm not going to say the name. But it's nearly basically exactly the same, which is like <laughs> really. But uh, but this game sounds sounds interesting. So um, so that is still there on Steam, which is still there on Steam. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so um, thank you, Laura. So um, now, so we've just mentioned the secrets of Jesus. And now I'm going to mention, talk a little bit about Heaven's Vault. So see what I did there? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, moving on. One of these days I will get a laugh out of somebody. <laughs> That's it. You were, you, were very, you were really nice the first episode that you were on, Laura. Yeah. You were laughing at my jokes. And now oh. since you're a regular contributor now. <laughs> <It's> all a lie. <laughs> you were telling lies that episode, oh. I remember. Get out. <laughs> Anyway, I haven't thought. I finally finished this game a few nights ago. It took me about 22, 23 hours of game time. It's a bad um, bloody time. <laughs> I've been busy in the, you know, while playing. I've been to London Adventure X and Canada and other places. But anyway, um, I've, I finished it finally now. Thomas, you were already reviewed it, I think, several times. Revered, revered it is more likely. <laughs> so I'm not going to rehash what he said. I try not to at least, but because you've already written the review, which is on the website, which people can read. And a very well written review, Thomas. And uh, so I just wanted to give my thoughts. And hopefully it won't be, the, you know, I won't say that. So I'm not going to go through the story again and the gameplay because you already mentioned that. Uh, now, what I thought is it is a remarkable story. We've mentioned that it's been nominated for several awards for... Uh, you know, indie game of the year and uh, best uh, writing in in games in the UK, and it, for me, it's well deserved because it's it's not just a story; it is a whole world that they, have, that the developers and John Ingold has created. You know, the thing that really surprised me is when you start the game that there's already a history to that world. You know, a whole history of different ages. You know, the age of sailing and. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, the Empire Age and Modern Age as well, and that yeah. the empire the empire has fallen before. And uh, again, not a spoiler because this is the before the game even starts that it's mentioned. And um, and again, it's now again it's it is a complex story, but the developers have gone to great pains to keep you uh, understanding the story because, as you mentioned, Thomas, whenever you quit the game and you reload, there is a short uh, paragraph or two which talks about uh, the main objectives when you know what has happened and then your objectives, what you're doing at the moment. And I, I love that because then I wasn't lost. I knew, oh, I'm doing this now. And um, I think every adventure game, or at least every narrative game that has a complex narrative should have something like this to yeah. make sure that where the player is still knows what they're doing and why they're doing it. So 
I really, really overall love the story. I love the characters. I love Alia, the character. She reminded me a lot of April Ryan, The Longest Journey. You know, she's a complex character. And uh, interaction between her and the robot in particular, I really enjoyed. And how you can, uh, you know, through responses, you can decide what type of character you can have. You know, that she's, you know, nice or a bit obnoxious or bit arrogant and it's you know like it's, she's still you still root for her and also you get to see her from the point of view of other characters because without spoiling anything but what really surprised me was when you meet a friend of yours in the game and then the interaction didn't go as we expect as i expected and i thought that was really really great as well and now the, the game as well it's a bit of a i don't know if to say it's a slow burner because it's more discovery. Now, it's the, I mean this in the best possible way because you play as an archaeologist and little by little in the game, you discover more about the world and the story by finding artifacts and finding objects in the game as well. So I really, really loved all of that and the interactions with the robot, the very natural, organic uh, dialogue, the way it develops as well. Uh, this huge, you know, great attention to detail for the, in this game and in this world as well. And also the graphics. Again, it's in 3D direct control, but they are beautiful. Um, it's uh, we mentioned it's an indie game, but the graphics certainly doesn't look like it. And it's a particular art style that the developers have gone for, and for me it works. And you have these swooping camera shots that you can see the different moons that you go to. Uh, and so it's so great once you dis- you know the approach the- of a new of a new moon you discover. Yeah. That gives you such a rush, you know. It's almost mm-hmm. like it's really cinematic, you know. Absolutely. Really cinematic. And each world is so different as well, yeah. which is really cool. I can't, I can't wait to step foot on here and 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 discover it. And many times, almost every moon had this moment where you first of all, first you approach the moon and you're like, "Oh, this is cool," and then you land and then you start exploring. And then after maybe a few minutes, you literally round the corner. And now, bam! There it is—the the 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 thing that makes this moon unique. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it is so amazing, and it's never what you expect. Yeah, there's uh, you know, different as we mentioned, different cultures as well, like a farming moon and a market moon as well, and even other moons which are empty or isolated. But still, it never felt kind of uh, you know, it's isolated. But you could tell that there was a history. You see ruins, and then you find these objects and. What I like as well is every time you go to a moon, you discover something that helps propel the, the story forward. They discover something new. And it I, it felt like the first time when I played The Longest Journey, in a way, because I felt similar like that when I played The Longest Journey, especially when I went to Mercuria, which is the magical world for people who haven't played the game. And, I, you know, again, I was like, you know, who am I, which, what am I going to discover? What world, what location, what characters am I going to find? So I think the story definitely works and dents them and the writing. Uh, it's a long game as well. It took me 22, 23 hours, which I think is nearly the longest game I've been playing on Steam. Yeah, it's a lot of the old it game. Doesn't feel, it doesn't no, feel it doesn't. long at all. No, that's tr- true. That is true. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, go on then. But, uh, no, as I said, I love the long game. And also, it's uh, you mentioned this in your review, Thomas, it's... Uh, there, there are multiple endings, so it's replayable because the developers have made a game that if you replay it again second, third, and fourth time, you still discover something new. And other players have been writing online that they have been discovering new items, new artifacts, and they have been uh, you know, finding... 
yeah, so uh, new things to find in different playthroughs, and you can have different experiences. So I'm sure when the three of us uh, talk about it in a spoiler, uh, tactic. not now, not here, don't worry, but I'm sure we, even when we were discussing it, we had, at least myself and Thomas, we had different experiences. You know, I asked Thomas, did you do this? And he said, no. And I said, oh, I did. So then we were kind of comparing how the game went for us. So Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, it really affected. We were talking about choices earlier when we t- mm-hmm. were talking about Telltale. Your choices in this game really affect the uh, the end result. And if, so if you make a choice uh, earlier on in the game, you won't see the effect until maybe later on. Yeah, yeah. So, and, not, and again, they feel natural. A, not making a choice is also a choice. As well, yes. Yeah. Now, I did have a few kind of issues with it as well. Nothing really, you know, huge, but I do think I need to mention some as well. And the first issue that I had, that I think I mentioned this to you guys as well before, is the sailing section of the game. Now, my issue wasn't really with the sailing itself, but it's that it went on for far too long, I think. Mm-hmm. Now, so just to explain for, for people who haven't played it, you sail on this ship that goes through currents, through different moons, to different worlds in the game. And at first I thought, oh, this is quite nice. It looks really nice. It looks beautiful. The controls are fine. They're uh, not difficult to control. You know, you go either, uh, press either A or D to go left or right on your keyboard and you uh, right-click to make your uh, ship go faster. And if you do take a wrong turn, you can press back key and you can go back to where you were. And you can have dialogues between your and the robots which uh, developed the characters further as well but then after a while it's very repetitive I found it was the same just sailing and even to get from the top of the map to the bottom of the map it could literally take half an hour and I'm just kind of surprised that the playtesters of the game that maybe they did but did nobody mention this to the developers before they released the game that you know, maybe people might want to just get to the moons faster. That it's uh, that it might have gone on a bit too long. That's what people might think. Now they they did and they adjusted that. So the yes. version you your version you played is already adjusted. But I think it it is also um, depending on certain choices you make because a lot of the times you can choose to uh, let your robot do the sailing, and then it goes a lot quicker. Uh, I deliberately did not do that, and you you were. Uh, I think when well, we talked about this uh, uh, privately, that um, certain choice that you made, that where I made a different choice, impacted that as well. Uh, I think as well, because when I played this, I was reviewing it, so it was before it was released publicly, and you couldn't skip any of the uh, journeys at all. So I did bring that up in my review that I did find that quite lengthy. But I think now, if I'm right in saying they put a patch out so you can skip journeys between places that you've already been. But you're saying, uh, Shoshi, that some of the, obviously the new places, you you can't really. You still have to. yeah, I was about to mention that now they did release a patch where you can, so routes or currents that you've already gone through, you can press G and ask Six, the robot, to sail for you. And that is basically a fast travel. So that will take you to the moon or to places, to currents which you haven't traveled. Uh, so that is a lot quicker. And I did use that towards the end of the game, I'll be honest, mm. because I was yeah, checking. Um, now, again, um, it's uh, it, it was still felt a bit long. Now, I understand what the developers were trying to do because at first I felt, you know, oh, this does help to make the game kind of 
feel different. It's not just walking around different moons or you know planets. It's, it's different. I said I no issue with the sailing itself. I just think it went on a little bit too long that mm. they could have shortened it so they wouldn't have needed to release the patch. Because also, like you said, Thomas, I was I was also at first reluctant to ask the robot to sail because I didn't want to miss any of the dialogue. Even if it wasn't uh, essential for the story, I wanted still to have the banter with two characters. But then in the end, I thought, you know, I, I want to get to the story quicker. I want to get to the different planets or moons quicker than that. So I do think it's necessary to mention because I know a few people have mentioned as well, but it is possible to skip uh, some of the sailing as well. Another kind of issue that I had now, first of all, the translation puzzle, I did li- I did really like, to, like it. I did really like, like it. I did really like it overall. So what do you do? You mentioned, Thomas, as well, you reviewed that you have the sort of glyphs and then you have to, you know, put words to the glyphs and then you form sentences very slowly. And it is fascinating. And it's, you know, as you go on into the game and you realize that, you know, words that you put were right and you find you begin to discover more about the ancients who developed this language. I, I, I was really fascinated and I really did did like it. And again, like you were saying, Laura was still there. It made me feel clever. I was like, oh, I got this word right. Now, I also like that even if you got get a word wrong, the game doesn't punish you. That it just says, oh, this game is, or this word is not correct, but let's try another word to see if it fits. Yeah. And then later on, once you have more words, you can guess more uh, what words it fits the sentences. And also, uh, when you speak to a character, Huang, uh, he mentions as well, he talks in more detail about the symbols, about uh, the visuals of them. So he says, oh, there are two lines like this, so they mean this. So again, there are different ways to try and find out the correct words. The issue that I had, especially towards the later on in the game with the long sentences, I don't know if you guys remember, but there were times when you knew that some words were incorrect, but they get, but you still had to put them in to kind of move forward. And then it would only cross out one word that was incorrect. And there are times when I knew the word, so sometimes I knew that three or four words were incorrect. But because that symbol was there, I had to put that word into the translation. And even though I knew it was wrong, and then to move on with the translation. And that did take some more time. Now, again, this was not a huge issue at all, but I do feel it's necessary to mention. Mm. And I, I would have preferred, because I think what would have made more sense is if Ali, the character, since she's an archaeologist and since she learns the language the more she finds out, I thought it would have made sense to be able to cross out the three or four words that you knew yourself that are wrong and then try and figure it out from there. Um, but um, that's just, you know, one thing that I felt was a little bit time-consuming to just cross out one word each time. But as I said, it was not a huge issue at all. It did not detract my enjoyment. I still really liked the, the translation puzzle as well. And then now with the ending, obviously I'm not going to spoil it, but there are multiple endings. And now what I, I was expecting a you know, longer cutscene since I played for 22 hours, but then it kind of ended. Now it's... um. Uh, it's and again, you do, you, you know, you do see the ending, you do, you know, have a more or less satisfying ending. But I guess for a game that's so long, I was hoping for a longer kind of cut because with long games, I do like to kind of like, okay, I've put all my time into this, so now I want to sit back and kind of see the effects uh, that your choices have made on the main character, 
on the other characters, see what has happened, and with the worlds as well, the other moons. And we didn't really get that. Now, we did get a description, and we did have Alia mentioning, oh, I wonder what happened to this character. I wonder what happens to this moon and to, to that. So it was by no means a bad ending, and I do understand as well that the developers have different endings, so they put the resources into those, those endings as well. So it's by no means at all did it detract, but I do think that I need to mention uh, that as well. I'm sure Thomas disagrees with everything that I just said. <laughs> <laughs> well, the last couple of minutes. Overall, I just need to, but just to be clear, I did really enjoy the game. I said the story alone is worth it. It's a long game. We don't have many long adventure games. And also, I, you know, I would encourage people to buy this game because I think you will overall enjoy it. And at least I want more games like this because the developers, Inkle Studios and John Ingold in particular, they took risks with this game. It's a completely original game and a huge world. I would compare this world to the worlds of Star Wars and Game of Thrones and The Witcher and yeah, you know, maybe, less, yeah. maybe less violent, but certainly with the attention to detail. Just the um, law, the law in the yes. game. And yeah, the, religion. the world building is amazing in this game. Absolutely. It, it, it makes me, it, it, it really makes me want to go back to this world and just be in the world mm, yes. and enjoy the, the, the beauty of it. And, and uh, yeah, it's just, I, I hope we get, I, wa- I, I want more games in this world. I don't know if, if it's possible, yeah. but uh, I, I love what he, what he did here. And it, this, this feels like a game like, you know, a good book that you read once a year. Mm-hmm. This feels like a game I might play once a year just to get, get back into that world again and experience it again. Yeah, you get a different experience each time with the different choices you make, the different... I, I don't know if it was you that told me that, but I think there was someone who played it, who found something on the 15th play playthrough or something like that, like an Easter egg that was hidden. Or well, the 7th, wasn't it? Or the 7th, yeah, there was yes. something, a ridiculous amount of playthroughs at, at least. I mean, <laughs> I think 7 playthroughs is quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, there was something that he could only find on the 7th playthrough. And oh, the developer wow. said on Twitter that they didn't think that anybody would find it. Well, they I'm were wrong. I'm very curious what that could be then. I've, I don't know. But... Or whatever. We'll see. I'm definitely going to play, uh, play it again because there are at least three endings. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to know how they end. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It. You... The, only, the only downside here is that you do have to play through the entire game to get to the ending. Because you can't save it and then go back and say, okay, now let's try something else. That's true, and, yeah. And, and I, all, I, all your choices add up, so you've got to do it all. Yeah, which which makes sense, mm-hmm. but also uh, makes that you have to play through it all. And from what I've heard from your experiences, that you got some and something entirely different at certain yeah. points <laughs> than yes. I did. And yes. I was like, "Ooh, I really want to know what that what that what that leads to." Mm-hmm. Uh, this this game had uh, because I love exploration in games. I love discovering. The thrill of discovering something, whether it's, you know, the sen- in this case, the sentence on the wall that means something or a new location or a new moon or whatever. This this game just ticks all all the boxes for me. For me, this is a near perfect game. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's uh, Heaven's Vaults. And you so you can read both Thomas's review on the Adventure Games podcast website and Laura's review on Adventure Games. <laughs> So you can see what they both saw. <laughs> yeah. We agreed um, on most points. Yeah, really so. So I, I have a feeling it will be up there on the end of year episode as, you know, <laughs> top games of the year. I'm sure maybe we'll see. Maybe, yes. maybe not. Um, I mean, there's still a month left. So 
Um, so then, Laura, so you've been exploring the Indian Eden jungle, I believe. I have. That's correct. In game form, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> sat at my desk. Um, yeah, I've been playing a bit of Sumatra Fate of Yandy, which is a, an exotic title. Uh, this is uh, a game by developers Cloak and Dagger Games. Um, and this is kind of, a, it's set, as you said, in the Indonesian jungle. You play a logger. Uh, Yandy, um, who basically gets lost in this jungle. There's a big landslide when he's doing his work, cutting down all these trees. Um, and it's sort of a traditional point-and-click adventure game. It's uh, If you know any of uh, Cloak & Dagger games, they like to take this kind of retro LucasArts uh, graphics feel. Um, and the idea is you are trying to find your way back to your friend, uh, Ramdan, and get yourself out of this jungle. Uh, but what I really liked about this is um, it kind of uses the setting of uh, of the jungle um, as part of the puzzles. You have to sort of learn about the different animals around you and their traits, and that helps you solve some of the puzzles there's um different things you have to do in the first stage to win the trust of these that local tribe that have rescued you before they give you um an axe which will help you get out of that location and you've got to basically you you're learning about all um different bits like um where a certain animal might live and how to you know what a certain animal might want to eat and that kind of helps you so uh, as the story goes along he starts to question you know his job and what he's doing to this land so it's got quite a you know an interesting message behind it and I think the other thing I just enjoyed about it it's quite a short game it's about sort of four or five hours long at most um was just how intuitive the puzzles were you know I, I it shouldn't be said enough really for adventure games I I enjoy I enjoy puzzles and I enjoy being tested but I like you know being able to be like okay do this with this and will this work and it's you know you're just combining things mainly in this puzzle there's a couple of code breaking things as well but everything just worked as you thought it should there was no kind of random logic involved um so it was just a really enjoyable tale the story's really well told and it's got a nice message to it and yeah, it goes along at a really nice pace. And apparently as well, if you're interested in, in uh, the novels of uh, The Lost World by Arthur Conan Doyle, it's sort of inspired by that because there's a little bit of a sort of supernatural element uh, later on. Um, but yeah, it I just in, enjoyed the kind of idea of you, you are learning a little bit like with Secrets of Jesus. There are bit points where you are learning about the real world as well. Um, and it's just told in quite an interesting way. Cool. Yeah, no, that's. I should really go on a Cloak and Dagger Games marathon in 2020 because they've made some really interesting looking games. You mentioned Sumatra, and, you know, again, you had me at The Lost World. I love that book. And um, there's a TV series as well, old one, but well, back in the late 90s, very cheesy, but it was um, you know, fun. But anyway, so this game as well, and. They, they made The Legend of Hand and The Terrible Old Man as well. And they've announced a they've new just, game that they're um, working on yeah. on Twitter. Um, but yeah, no, this game certainly I've been keeping an eye on. I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but it sounds good. Sounds like you definitely really enjoyed it. So with the story, with the puzzles, with the exploration. Uh, now, I don't know if you just mentioned it. You probably did. And I, but are there many death scenes in the game? death scenes did you say yes oh oh as in like can you die can you die you die you die (laughs) yeah you're just obsessed with that 
No, as far as I'm aware, you can't you can't die. So it's not that. Okay. So, for example, if there's like a tiger or something, you're not going to die. You'll just he'll just go. Oh, I can't go that way because oh, there's okay. a tiger. So it's it's less like no, it's not like a sort of Sierra stuff where you're you're going to die or you know anything like that. But um, it's uh, no, it's more based around you, you know it's still set in the real world where you're like learning about these animals, but you won't actually die. That so there is a, a bit of suspension of of uh, disbelief. Okay, no, because I had the impression for some reason that it was like a Sierra, early Sierra title, but that you would die a lot, but okay. Um, no, so... Oh, I, I, I have the game too, and I look forward to playing it because I haven't been able to play I got I actually got the game like a week before Adventure X, so <laughs> that's also why I didn't play it at Adventure X, because I was mm. like, oh, well, I got the game, I can play it at home. Uh, okay. But I did talk to the uh, to the developers, and they were very interesting people, and I hope we... Yeah, hopefully uh, they'll appear on the podcast. Yeah, uh, we get to interview so. them yeah. uh, as well. I'm yeah. looking, looking forward to it, guys. I... Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry, I, I was just going to say, look out for uh, the, the folk uh, horror adventure game. They've, as you said, they've announced Inca- Incantamentum. I don't know if that's like Incantamentum coming in 2020. That sounds yeah. like something that would be said in Harry Potter. Incantamentum. <laughs> 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 But no, the, the screenshots look really, really good in that game. And I think that they just, like, I have, I honestly I haven't played any of their games yet, but their games have got very good reviews, and you've played a few of their games as well. So I uh, I should get, you know, start to play this game. So uh, so thank you, Laura. That's Sumatra Fate of Yandi. And I love the real world setting as well in the Indonesian jungle. And I don't believe any other adventure game is set there as far as I know. I I I'm, I recall there was a, one other but was more first person viewpoint and I don't recall the name but I can I can look it up but it's not exactly a location that we see a lot in no. <laughs> and, and and Indonesia has a has a very very interesting mythology. Yeah, I think it's a fair point that you know often adventure games you do play are kind of set in a sort of mythical setting or a, a sci-fi or some so it it is nice to have one that is actually set uh, or albeit in an exotic location but um yeah in, in a real world thing that people can relate to and have a real world message yeah feels mythical but in a real world situation or location seems so okay so that was sumatra fate of yandy so now our final game to be reviewed or at least give the first impressions of because i don't believe you guys have finished this game yet but you've played it think, enough to give a or really a good close impression. So, yeah, we're, uh, we're near the end. So, yeah, so now, do I need to interrogate you guys to get information out of you? Oh, God. <laughs> they are getting worse and worse. They're not even puns anymore. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're just saying I'm just the saying name. The title. I'm just saying bridges. the title. <laughs> I'm the so, master yeah. of the segue. So, uh, Interrogation. Interrogation. So the both of you have played at least uh, a large amount of this game so far. So uh, uh, Thomas, we can start with you. You can tell us about this game and what it's about. It is about interrogation. Really? Yes. (laughs) In the full full meaning of the word. You um, are a police officer. You interrogate people and try to uh, get them to confess crimes or to confess uh, things that you can use. And in the beginning of the game, I think it's after the first interrogation, it is clear that a terrorist organization is targeting the city and you become the 
lead of the task force uh, that has to take down this organization. And you have the choice in how you do this. You can be completely by the book. Uh, you can be completely not by the book and use violence and uh, enhance interrogation techniques and, and anything. You can completely choose how to uh, approach this. So you can mix that up as well. I've not tried that, but it, I, I assume it's possible. And uh, every interrogation, you proceed further um, along the story or you fail and the story ends and you can start over at the beginning of the interrogation that you failed. Now, um, about 50-50, uh, the interrogations are timed, uh, which in my case, I played the narrative uh, version of the game, which means that every question I asked took five seconds of the time. You think, well, oh. I have five minutes, five seconds is not much. Well, trust me, <laughs> you're need, you'll need that time. I failed a lot in this game, but as a good adventure gamer, I learned a lot as well. So uh, most of these cases, I could eventually uh, get to the, the point I needed. So you have you can uh, either get them to confess or to give you the information by scaring them or by making them like you. And along the way, you have to manage your squad. Uh, this, this sounds complicated, but it's not that complicated. You allocate some funds to what you want to do. You allocate... Um, manpower to what you want them to do. For instance, this guy is going to look for uh, an informer, and this guy is going to make sure our books are okay, and this guy is going to make uh, is, is going to try and get extra funding. And then you have you have your funding, and you allocate that funding. Like for instance, I want a PR report to make sure that the public knows uh, all the good things I'm doing, and I want uh, to allocate this money there. This is all uh, not that complicated. It sounds maybe complicated, but it's not complicated at all. It's very straightforward and it helps you in your investigations uh, if you do it right. Um, and uh, yeah, eventually you, you, you continue and we are now near the end. Uh, you try to take down this terrorist organization by finding out who the leaders are. I think I am one or two interrogations away from finding uh, who leads this organization. And I'm pretty sure that the, the game is very well written. Uh, it, it's, it goes quite deep. Uh, I've done several, it, it's not just interrogations, it's also questioning, for instance, an informant that's being brought in, or you request the help of a, a former police officer um, who has done this kind of thing before, and then you're, you're just uh, you're not interrogating him, obviously, but you're just asking him questions, getting insights, and those insights can help you, or if you do them incorrectly, hinder you uh, in your future interrogations. Uh, uh, so the uh, characters are um, all rotoscoped. No, did I say that? Yeah, rotoscoped, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I sometimes mix those, those things up. So they're all actors, and you have to not just look at the... Um, at the text that you're saying, but also their, their visual cues in there. Um, I think I got them a bit clearer than, than you got, Laura, because you played the uh, interrogation mode and I played the narrative mode. So right. I, I, I got a bit more help. I also got the option of hints. I don't know if you got them. Oh, no, oh. I didn't. Well, you see, like like a true hardcore gamer, <laughs> I went for the, the real option Ooh. rather than this narrative. <laughs> yeah, well, you're, you know, you're, you're, the you're easy setting. Your mind is young. I would probably go for the narrative option as well, Thomas, but don't tell yeah. Laura. <laughs> well, those are the two options. You have the narrative option, and yeah, uh, which is less brutal than the interrogation option. And I, 
Um, and it's a really good game so far. Cool. Yeah, so, uh, well, yeah, so saying... Laura, you played on the interrogation mode. So what is so your experience the... on the interrogation mode? So, yeah, uh, so you don't, if you get things right, you don't get time off. I, that's one element. So you, the clock just keeps ticking down. So it is, I would agree, it, you know, um, and it's worth mentioning, as you said, it's rotoscoped. I, I spoke to the developers when I was at Gamescom, and it's a, a, the, basically what they did was they hand-drew every animation in black and white. So it's all black and white, the game, but kind of shades of kind of grey as well. Uh, and they rotoscoped over more than a 1,000 photos of over 40 actors doing lots of different expressions so it's got this kind of i don't know if you've ever seen hotel dusk or played hotel yes, dusk yes, on the ds it's got yes, that kind yes. of half real half animated quality to it it looks really lifelike uh, which is really cool but yeah and so when i was playing it because i was playing the uh harder version uh you don't maybe get as many visual cues but you still you're going through there's loads of questions you have to ask and and i did find that difficult sometimes with the time you know ticking down and there's a lot of text to read because you know yeah. they go into detail these questions and the, yeah very and, very detailed and it's it's detail and it's quite complex nuanced questions you're asking and sometimes multiple people at once two or three people you have to yes, question at once and then you you have to get information from one person and use that information on the other person to get the yeah. third person to a certain point <laughs> Guaranteed, you're going to fail a couple of times with these interrogations until you realize, like, uh, okay, I now have three persons to question. I only have to question this person about this subject because that unlocks the answers here, which I can get you then use to get this third person to confess. And then, so you, you really have to, like, there was one interrogation I had to do four times because it was long. <laughs> yeah, same, same. So, uh, but, I it think, was, but it was it was it was really challenging in a good way. Yeah, I think. I mean, again, when I when the developers had a chat with me, they were saying that's what they wanted it to be like. They, you know, they want it to be like real life interrogations. Don't always go the way you want them to, and you you learn from what people have said, and you carry on. Um, I, you know, I I didn't actually use the elements of there's as you mentioned. There's a bit where you, uh, if you want to, you can turn off the tape and. You, you, it goes quite dark. You can, you know, you can do people. enhanced, enhanced interrogation. You can it, waterboard you know, people. It, it doesn't pull any punches. And um, I like the element as well. As you progress, you pick up more skills, and you can choose which skills. Yeah. You kind of go along a skill branch of. They do it in the form of sort of memories, and you pick certain photos, so you can enhance your kind of torture skills. You can uh, include like a bottle of whiskey or something, so you can loosen up. The people that you're interrogating there's different things you can pick along the I, way I, I i took the uh crazy genius one which is really okay. fun because then at, at somewhere in the interrogation all of a sudden you have the you, you have the the choice of saying something completely weird <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know the, the 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 side of the screen where the the, the choices are just begins yeah. to blur a bit uh, yeah okay. and then you get two or three options i'm like <laughs> Okay, I'll just say this, and that's just an episode he has. Like he he blurts out something completely crazy, uh, which I did wonder uh, what that would be. I saw that. And I was like, do I uh, want that? I don't uh, know what that would be. You see the confusion on the uh, <laughs> face. Well, right, if you say so. Oh. <laughs> but it, it's it's good. But I I couldn't. I, I always played a good two shoes there, so I couldn't pick those. Uh, I I don't. I didn't torture anyone either. Mm -hmm. But I might have to try it out and see. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. There's so much replayability, and it's worth saying you can sort of tell. There's basically a, 
a, a fear meter and like an openness meter and basically the fear one if you like punch them around a bit or scare them that will go up and you basically want that meter to jump up enough that they'll start to confess um, yeah. and that's what you're trying to get but like you said there's just I the thing I really liked about this game is there's just so much detail to it so it's not just the interrogations there's the bits in between the managing your team you reporters come and ask you questions and, and you have interaction to please, with your team you have to you have to keep yeah you keep have to them keep happy. them you have to keep them happy you have to keep the bosses happy you have to keep the city happy you have to keep the press happy you have to do mm. press conference you can refuse press conferences you can go uh, for a night out with your team or you can decide yeah, to stay home. That's fun. Uh, and I think actually the choices you make there also inf uh, also affect uh, the course of the program of the of the game. So it it it's both a game that is simple and complex. Definitely, definitely. And yeah, as you said like even with the press releases there's choices you have to make. You yeah. choose how to word things specifically. So everything you know we're talking about the walking dead and the choices there. This is you know, like another level now of choice we we have with adventure games. And... Yeah, because it's a it's a very it's it's one the narrative is 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 one line. You know, you go from point A to point B, mm. but how you get to point B is affected by those choices. Well, so we have games that have multiple like you can go uh, multiple ways. Now this is just purely one line. You have to fix this to get there. It's not like you can choose this and then choose this to go there, or you can go through another way. No, there's only one way to get there, and that is through these people you interrogate. And there's only, as far as I know, only one outcome that works. The other outcome is death. Not for you, maybe, but uh, either you don't find the bomb and it explodes and your career is over, or uh, someone gets killed and your career is over. Uh, basically, if you don't fix the, if you don't finish the interrogation in time the game is over and you have to start that interrogation again. Yeah, bad things happen. But I yeah. think there might be, I, I mean, I'm not aware, but I have a feeling that the, the the paths, there are different ways of getting them to open up, you know, as well as obviously them scaring them and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah you know, so I, I that, that, you know, again, even though it's like, as you say, you're just getting, you're getting the same result, but there's different ways because I there's I don't want to really spoil it, but there were certain things I chose because at, at a point you also get interrogated by somebody, um, and I the things he brought up there I felt like oh if I'd chosen something else then he would have mentioned you know different things so it's again again like Heaven's Vault it, the story changes and it sounds like there's a lot of replay replayability as well. Yeah, yeah. Try different ways of uh, getting to uh, take down this. Terrorist organization. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm convinced now, actually, <laughs> to the two of you, because I, I wanted to, it's, it's out on, I think it'll be out by the time this podcast, this episode yeah. is out. It's yeah. out on December the 5th, so yeah. Thursday. So it will be out Other, now, otherwise, basically. Otherwise, we couldn't talk about it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think I'll upload this on Wednesday. <laughs> no. no. This will be out on Friday, this game will be out on Thursday, the 5th of December. Well, I, I'm actually convinced to to try and pl to play it, so along with all the other 100 games. I, yeah. <laughs> I really play, would. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it sounds really interesting. Yeah, really yeah. interesting, amazing animation, mm. uh, really well thought out game. When I when I spoke yeah. to the developers, uh, um, I keep mentioning this, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to keep throwing this in, but they just mentioned that... Um, you know, I, when they were talking about everything they were trying to do, I was thinking to myself, God, this sounds really ambitious and mm -hmm. I'm not sure they're going to pull it off. But I think they did. And the interrogation, the, the timed interrogations are incredibly tense. Yeah. Mm. Also, because there's not much music or sound effects in there, 
except in those <laughs> you feel you really feel the pressure when you're up there. Oh, fuck, you see that the timer <laughs> ticking down. Like, I'm not gonna make this. I'm not gonna make this. Nope, I didn't make it. <laughs> Start <laughs> over. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, because I've. I mean, I love these kind of police shows like this interrogation. I love games set in the real world, and I love dialogue kind of puzzles and games. So and. You know, I've, I've always been crying out for more real-world situations in games, and I think adventure games can do that. Uh, you know, like this game, Interrogation. Uh, you know, like I've always you know, been calling out for more games, like, for example, like hostage negotiations like uh, as well. Maybe there's Oh, that's in here, a, too. Oh, yeah, okay. That's in I, there, too. I'm convinced. I know, I, I know it's probably very dark, but I, I think that there is definitely a way in adventure games to just reach you know real world situations that maybe other genre a lot of other genres uh can't do as much but i think this game certainly is a game that i've been keeping an eye on since they first announced it i think it was back in february they announced it and i believe the developers are from romania i could be wrong but i think they could i think they mentioned that and if so then it's a, been a good year for romanian developers you know we had Gibus. Uh, well, not just Romania. Year. I mean, uh, there's a lot of great stuff coming out of Eastern Europe. As well, yes, Eastern Central Europe. It's, uh, it's uh, definitely. Um, but, yeah, I'm really, really curious about this game now. So, ah, so this week we've had, we have two really, really good-looking games coming out. Uh, Interrogation and that game set in France where you're a matador. Feria Daryl, right? No? Yes. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's, let's we'll go with it. Let's leave the pronouncing to us then. Okay. Uh, it's worth saying as well with interrogation, it has a little colon, you will be deceived. Um, so it's not just called interrogation. So in case you're searching for that and right. come across something else called interrogation. Uh, <laughs> I'm intrigued by the uh, addendum, but uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. So... I, I have thoughts about this and I also have a feeling that uh, Sorcia should play it and then we should could do this would be ideal for a spoiler cast. I agree, I agree. Okay, as soon as I can then, I will get, get to uh, it, get, to get to the game. Uh, we need more hours in the day. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, so that's interrogation. You will be deceived. Hmm. Well, I, I kind of believe everything people tell me, so yeah, I'm definitely going to be deceived. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's won it's a few awards as well, I see. So, uh, I believe as well this one, the, I think it could have been this game, maybe another game called Interrogation, won the Montreal Independent Game Awards. It's uh, that one, yeah. Oh, it's, for me, this almost this game almost concludes the trilogy with uh, um, Night, Ca- Night Call and Neocab, even really? though those two are cab games, but it's all about talking. It's all, you know, you're, 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 all these games are you're in one position and you t- you talk to another person or other persons to get what you want. That's okay. basically the premise. And this That's one does that. Point, yeah. This one yeah. also does that really well in its own way. So, and it's, it's again, got its own style. The black, the black and white really suits, uh, the, the really suits the game. Yeah. Uh, not that it's a noir game like night call, but, uh, it's very much of its time now, but it is, well, you live in a gray world. <laughs> Uh, a metaphorically gray world so and that 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 really hits hits at home uh for that so i I, i'm i can't wait i'm probably gonna hopefully finish after we done recording i might play like maybe another hour i think i can i hope i can finish it then because uh yeah i want to finish this i want to know where the story ends same same 
Okay. Well, I'll probably play this game if heaven falls to there to go by. I'll probably finish this like ten months after this. Oh, great. This episode. No, I'll try and get there sooner. So thank you again. That's interrogation. You will be deceived. So thank you, Thomas and Laura. So I think that is it for this very packed show. We've spoken <laughs> about a lot of games. Um, so I just wanted to mention as well, I am currently doing, or we are currently uh, planning on doing interviews for the podcast for next year. Um, so I've already had a few developers who I've been in contact with to try and do the interviews and schedule them for next year. And uh, some really interesting games as well that are coming out next year and beyond. We will talk about those, uh, some of those games in a uh, later episode. Um, so if you are an adventure game developer or a narrative game developer and you are in particular releasing a game in 2020 or a Kickstarter in 2020 or, partic- or you plan on doing so and you'd like to talk about it, you'd like to appear on the podcast, you can get in touch with us. Um, you can get in touch by email at info at adventuregamespodcast.com. You can also get in touch with us uh, through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and I will include the links in the show notes as well. So Discord. Uh, uh, Discord as well, we're, we're on. I keep forgetting that. And uh, Or if you want us to mention your game or review the game as well, we'll be happy to do so. Uh, we'll, um, so we're always happy to hear. Also, if anybody else has comments about this podcast, uh, the... Uh, advice or anything, uh, any hate mail, you can send it to Thomas. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, if you hate Tom. the podcast, you could get in touch with Thomas. No, it's... Uh, I'll, give uh, you a, I'll, I'll give you a direct dot reply. <laughs> Ooh, that sounds like a challenge. No, if, yeah. uh, if, if anything at all, you want to get in touch with us, uh, feel free to get in touch with us. We've had a few people as well. So, thank you to everyone who's gotten in touch with us. Thank you to everyone who listens to the podcast and Patreon subscribers and anyone who's helped as well. So we can only keep the show running if people listen. So uh, if anybody has any suggestions or advice or anything at all, uh, feel free to get in touch. So uh, anything you guys would like to mention before we go? So Thomas, anything you'd like to say? I don't know if you guys like uh, Cthulhu Mythos stories, Call of Cthulhu, Mm -hmm. well, the the BBC... Uh, I, I think you're familiar with that organization, Laura. The, <laughs> I've the, heard B- of it. The BBC is, uh, uh, has um, uh, had a podcast called uh, The Case of Charles Dexter Ward, in which they adapted that uh, oh, great Lovecraft story. Um, they, uh, they did that last year, and it's really good. And they now have a season two, and it's The Whisperer in Darkness, which is also a really good story. Uh, so I'll, if you love um, Lovecraftian horror and uh, BBC level of uh, quality, then definitely check out The Case of Charles Dexter Ward and The Whisperer, the Whisperer in Darkness. Uh, the, the, first, the, the entire season of Charles Dexter Ward can be listened to, and The Whisperer in Darkness uh, dropped their first three episodes uh, two days ago. And they will release a new episode every week. I am not sponsored by the BBC in any way. I just, <laughs> I just love these these podcasts. And I'm also going to, of course, if you like uh, more than just adventure games, then please listen to uh, The Gaming Outsider, on which I am uh, occasionally a guest to talk about adventure games I played. Uh, but they talk about a lot of other games as well. And they're a fun group, a fun community to hang out with. Yeah, really cool guys there. So... Um... And- and the last thing I wanted to know is how Laura, how is the uh, song, the, the Eurovision <laughs> podcast going? 
it's going well uh we're going to be recording another one uh i think either tomorrow or friday so that should be coming out on friday as well competing oh Ooh, wow we have to, we, <laughs> no you have to choice between this adventure <laughs> Any... game podcast or the eurovision <laughs> podcast how many yeah. adventure game fans would also be eurovision fans well i, I, know, I want to meet one them in, one in three apparently <laughs> <There could be. laughs> i really want to meet you if you love the eurovision and adventure games uh but yeah it's called nil Pois. it's a it's only just started uh Find us on Twitter, though, and uh, yeah, it's going well. Thank you for that. Uh, Once again, little plug. (laughs) uh, Where where can people find the podcast? Where can people hear the podcast? Uh, Search for Null Poire on Spotify and SoundCloud, and we're hopefully getting on iTunes quite shortly. So You might might have to spell that name because not everybody speaks French. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, N-U-L and then points, P-O-I-N-T-S. That's for the show of shares amongst you. Cool. Okay, thank, thank you very much. Uh, there should be an adventure game set at the Eurovision where oh we have goodness. to try and get into the to get into the Eurovision and I see I, possibilities there. Yeah, I mean, why why not? And then traveling there and then trying to compete and maybe you can uh, I don't know no, sab- no. sabotage a, a murder maybe? mystery during Eurovision. Oh huh? my god, this is amazing, oh. guys! I mean. Yes, <laughs> Okay, so, my, I'm going mad with this. It sounds like okay, my dream. Any, any developers listening who will put this idea on, you can send us royalties at. I'll send you my bank account number. And oh, can, we'll write it ourselves. Hey, yeah, sure, I'd yeah. Love to make this we game. just need artists to and yeah. programmers. And, so yeah. we'll and, do that too. <laughs> sure, we know uh, what, people. <laughs> and what, what game? What games are? Do you know what games you're planning on playing next, or just anything at all? Uh, so definitely finishing interrogation. Um, I might try Whispers of a Machine, try and get mm-hmm. that done because I'd love to play that before the end of the year because it may well feature in my end of year top games because it sounds like one I'd really enjoy. I think those are it at the moment. Um, I'll have to have a little think. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think those are the main ones. Sure, and you, Thomas? Uh, well, I'm going to finish interrogation, and then I am going to play a uh, full motion video game called She Sees Red, mm-hmm. uh, and I hope to also play uh, Sumatra, uh, Fate of uh, the Fate of Yandi, and Elsinore is also high on my list mm. to uh, to to get well, into. Too. One more game uh, I w- will definitely be playing. I'm really excited to play is Frog Detective Two. Yes, I saw that. Oh, which I just love the first one. Uh, I think I played a Frog Detective 1. It's very quick. It's like an hour's play through, and it's just so funny. It's hilarious. Um, so, yeah, definitely going to play that. Looking forward to that one. Very, very quickly, what uh, I'll be playing next will be some first-person puzzle exploration games, just kind of uh, to be different to Heaven's Vault, you know, just also to try some shorter games. That's some games that I don't usually play. So I am playing uh, Discolored by Jason Godby. So far, I've played about half an hour, one hour, and it's I'm enjoying it so far. I give a full review, uh, hopefully in two weeks' time again. And so I'm thinking of playing Reality Incognita. So next week we've ta- we've spoken about the secrets of Jesus. Then we went to discover Heaven's Vault. So next week I will be going to Purgatory with Joel Meyer. <laughs> you uh, no. it. That's actually, that's, that was actually a good segue there. Yeah, See? it was quite good. That, uh, that, was, that was a fun interview because uh, Joel, he's definitely going to purgatory because he played a prank on me at the very beginning of the interview. And since I mentioned, I believe everything people tell me, 
I went right in and I believed him completely. So, um, so yeah, that would be fun to show as well. So thank you, Joel, for, for that. That was a really fun interview. I think people will like it. So until next week, then. So thank you, Thomas, and thank you, Laura. So we'll speak again soon. Okay, bye-bye. If you like the Adventure Games podcast, then please subscribe, rate, and review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review on iTunes if you can, as every review helps, and reviews will help get the word out, especially for Adventure Game developers who appear on the podcast. Now, you can also follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at Advent Game Pod. You can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well. And we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are a Adventure Game developer or Adventure Game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com so until next time thank you